Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. I'm Shen. And I'm Lei. Oh, I sounded, I sounded oh. so dead. I'm Lei. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the heat's doing to you. Oh, boy. Oh. Well, welcome back to the Wildly Nap Podcast. We're here, we're melting, but we're happy. We are. Listen, this is perfect nap time. This is nap weather. This yes. is the kind of weather that makes you want to nap. <laughs> of course. Because whether you are a baby or not, like this heat, it's like knocks you right out. I'm exhausted. I've been waiting for this. Sam. I'll take it any day. I know. I'll pass out like 10 times throughout the day. Like, oh my God, (laughs) this is so much better. You know why though? Because winter has been outside for hours. Yes. (laughs) So bedtime is like, it's like this. It's, it's so true. easy now. I love it. Oh my goodness. No, that's that you're right. I you can't put a price on that. Yara's out, like she's out like by like it's crazy the times that she's going to bed, like seven, six forty-five some days, because she's just like so tired from being in the heat all day, like outside. I when I pick her up typically, um, at around 4 30, she's outside and having run around for like yeah. God knows how long. So she's just she's ready. She's ready to eat, shower, and knock right out. I'm so here for this. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, how are you? I'm doing well, considering <laughs> that we're inside. But, um, you know, the weather's helping. So yeah. that has made an, a, a big difference in my mood. So, yeah, you know, I'm just hanging out outside in my backyard and and waiting for things to open up so we can go to brunch and see each other in person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so waiting. I'm also like feeling the same way. It's weird. This week I was like big on gratitude. I'm trying to like really push that. Like I'm really trying to encourage myself to be grateful. And I think that that was one thing that I really thought about this week, particularly as it got warmer, being able to go outside and garden, being able to sit in my backyard. I'm like having these options, having this like accessible to me is a blessing. And that's something that I can't take for granted. So I feel like yeah, I mean, I normally spend a lot of time like screaming <laughs> about like this bloody lockdown, but this week was a better week for sure. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. <laughs> that was quick. Wow. Look what the weather has been doing to I us. I know. <laughs> the weather makes us cheery, man. The lockdowns, like, I mean, the lockdowns, the, uh, the check-ins are a lot smoother, but uh, I mean, things look crazy, but you know, whatever. It's warm. It's fine. It's, <laughs> it's more bearable when it's warm. Exactly. So friends, for our final edition of Boss Mom May, um, a month where we've been highlighting incredible women, incredible mothers who are entrepreneurs, who are just doing amazing things. 
uh, professionally, we are now going to highlight three awesome women. So today we are joined by Andrea Williams, Kemba Williams, as well as Stacey Kino. And they are going to talk to us about real estate. We are so grateful that these ladies are here to join us. And we just can't wait to dive right in. But before we do that, please tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about who you are, what you do, and why you are so freaking fabulous. I'm Andrea, Andrea Williams with Keen Real Estate Group. And I've had a very challenging week. Um, <laughs> I mean, not just being a mom and being in lockdown, but I actually, because the weather has been so beautiful, which I love, I've been suffering and still am a little bit from allergies. Oh, yes. yes. So in, outside of the heat knocking me out, I was knocked out and drugged up. So <laughs> <laughs> those allergies are no so, joke. I know. So I'm so glad though today I can be here and I can breathe better. I can, you know, um, I have a better voice. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Oh, you're so Thank welcome. You for joining Andrea. us. <laughs> welcome. I'll go next. Uh, sure. I am Kemba, uh, co-founder with Andrea of the Keen Real Estate Group. Awesome. And I had a pretty hectic week myself. Uh, I am, you know, teaching at home and doing all the things that, you know, everybody's doing. We're also selling a house out in Kingston. So I was on the road to Kingston and back. Wow closing conditions that was interesting busy 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 lots going on but um still a good week good week awesome awesome we love the positive spin yeah, <laughs> yeah. i can appreciate moms, we have to learn to make a positive <laughs> yes Alrighty, so I'll go last i'm stacy eno and i am a real estate broker with remax um, I've had, I've had a great week. Honestly, I feel like I've been waiting forever for this kind of weather. Um, when it snowed in April, I was devastated and I have just been soaking up the sun. It's been a busy week work-wise, busy week with the kids, a couple deals firmed up this week, um, offers accepted. So exciting things going on this week for my clients. But outside of that, I have been out riding bikes with the kids, nice. just trying to soak up the sunshine where we can and enjoy it. It's just the beginning. So I'm excited about that. All right. Yeah. I love that. It's just the beginning. Thank goodness. It is. I know. It is. <laughs> Listen, I saw the other day, was it, what day is today? Today's Friday. So I think it was on Wednesday. Uh, in Edmonton, it was 22 degrees in the morning and my husband used to live in Edmonton. So he still has a lot of, he has a lot of friends out there. So mm -hmm. he was showing me on Instagram, like they were gardening, they were planting, they were doing the works mm -hmm. like that Wednesday morning, Wednesday evening, it was minus one <laughs> knowing that happened all in the same day. I was I'm like, knowing. what is this? What is wrong with this place? So I am. <laughs> I am so, so hanging on to every single word that Stacey just said, that it is just. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. If Ontario, to Canada. Alberta, I spoke to someone from in Edmonton today and she was telling me of the Wednesday, um, yeah. you know, we have, we have a pro properties out there and she was just saying how they went from summer to winter all in one like, day. What the heck? <laughs> in Welcome one day. Canada. We, yeah, I know. It's, it's a unique place to be. <laughs> <Edmonton>. <laughs> 
you know, but we're lucky. I was so happy. The kids have been, and all of us have been very pale. And all of a sudden the kids have spent like a day outside and you can see them toasting up and it's like, yes, it's nice. So, it is nice. Yeah. This is what we look for all year as Canadians, like the nice, warm weather Absolutely. works us up, makes us feel exactly. good, look glowy. Like, okay. yeah, I'm telling you, I told, I say all the time, I'm like, I'm like a care bear. I get charged <laughs> yeah. up in the sun. I just charge me up. <laughs> charge me up. Yes. yes. Fantastic. So friends, this is the time where we normally nominate incredible mothers. Um, and I mean, why not? Right. Cause especially during a season like this, like mm-hmm. the pandemic, there's never been a more important time to celebrate and acknowledge how incredible women are, but specifically how incredible moms are. Um, but <laughs> because we have so many voices today and we really just want to get in and like get the juice and I have the questions that like are burning questions answered. Uh, Shen and I decided to do something a little different. Instead of nominating individual mothers, we have decided that we are going to nominate a group of women. Um, women that yes. we can't even, I can't even fathom like how they're getting through. I'm sure they may have supports coming from other sources, but on my hardest days, I feel like I, I, I find myself thanking God for my husband because I'm like, I, I don't have the bandwidth. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the bandwidth. Um, so, I mean, Shan, I'm sure you can agree. Like, it's just like, there are days where you're like, if, if, if not for Joe. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> exactly. We wouldn't be able to do this. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with all those things considered, we just wanted to center single moms mm-hmm. today we just wanted yes. to lift them up because it's it's such a tough gig this gig is hard we we have never shied away from expressing how hard this job is um and it wasn't designed to do it alone so the fact that there are women who have assumed that responsibility by themselves who have you know with for choices outside of their own have to take on that responsibility we just want to lift you up yeah. and celebrate you amen <laughs> Absolutely. That's it's, it's a tough go on your own. I agree. Yeah. So shout out today to all the single moms. You are bomb mom noms. If there is a single mom that you know and love, please show her some love. Just, I don't know, say something nice to her, get into her DM, send her a text, send her an Uber Eats gift card. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Tell us, Shen, what are we talking about? (laughs) Burning hot topics. (laughs) No, honestly, whenever we ask you guys what should we talk about, a lot of people say real estate. And I can see why, because this is an unbelievable market out there and I could not imagine 
like trying to navigate that right now, especially if you're a first time home buyer, that would be mm. such an overwhelming experience. So um, we're so thrilled to have you ladies here today to talk about that and answer some of our questions about what the heck is going on and, and how we you can um, help people prepare to even make this huge financial decision yeah. um, in the market like this. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, so as for us, um, Keen Real Estate Group, we, unlike uh, Stacy, we are real estate investors. And so Kemba and I have built a business around helping people uh, navigate and figuring out how to get into the market, whether you're a first-time buyer, you know, never owned, or a first-time investor. And we ourselves are owners and investors. And so you know, that comes with experience and uh, we rely on professionals like Stacy um, to help us, you know, um, help our clients get to that first purchase. Cause I agree it is overwhelming. And especially if we're, you're in the GTA, right? The Toronto area, it's, Gosh. it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's incredibly expensive, multiple offers, yeah. you know, it's just like a lot of, it's way too much, you know, even the, mm-hmm. the industry keeps shifting, changing, you know, changing games and rules and numbers <laughs> yeah exactly. but we we also try to tell people you know as overwhelming as it seems you need to start somewhere and to don't um don't let how you know big and large and important the the decision is to move ahead to stop you like you mm-hmm. have to, you have to take the steps whether it's fixing your credit whether it's you know getting into a mortgage broker see how much you can afford there's there's steps you need to start taking or else it's just not going to happen because you wished it. So True. we try to, we try to, you know, educate people that, you know, action is in critical action is it's nothing without action. No, <laughs> so, absolutely and, not. And experts, right. Like yourself, Stacy, because Stacy is, go- is a significant partner um, to those clients in this role, because she, you know, Stacy and would agree with us that now is the best time, no matter what is going on you know, a year from now, two years from now, the market doesn't go down or doesn't tend to, um, you know, you don't see prices um, dropping so that, oh, now I can enter. Um, Mm -hmm. And everything that I've seen in the, you know, 20 plus years that we've been doing it, it's always up, 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 up. (laughs) Absolutely. Actually, the best time would have been five years ago. Anytime anybody ever asked me, when is the best time to buy? It's like five years ago, (laughs) five years ago, it's already gone. Yes. So, um, (laughs) So the next best time <laughs> now, exactly, now, exactly. So a little bit about myself. Um, I deal with all kinds of buyers and sellers, whether they're investing, uh, whether they're looking to just get into the market, whether they're looking to buy a multi-generational home for themselves and their family members. I am, I've been a real estate broker uh, with Remax for almost 10 years now. So I've, I've been it for, in it for a fair amount of time, have grown my business over the years uh, from when we branched out. And here in my house, it's, it's a busy household. We have two business owners. So uh, my husband, he does own an electrical contracting business. And then with myself being a real estate broker, it's it's really nice because our businesses do tend to go hand in hand. Mm. So um, he ends up helping a lot of my clients. I end up helping a lot of his clients. And he is actually a part of the real estate team as well, which Chanel can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> he is a, a part of the real estate team. He plays a vital role um, 
being a tradesman now for, you know, 15 plus years, he has a completely different uh, aspect that he brings to the table. Um, he sees things completely different. Whereas me and the clients, we walk into a house and, you know, we're looking at the kitchen and the finishes <laughs> and he goes straight to the basement and he's yeah. outside, right? He's looking for completely different things. So um, just touching on what Kemba said, Absolutely. I find that, uh, especially when working with first-time home buyers, a lot of people, they're just scared. It's, mm -hmm. it's owning real estate or, or uh, your first step into owning a property, it can be very, very overwhelming, especially in a crazy market that we've had over the past year even more so overwhelming than it was before. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people, they just get very overwhelmed. Um, you know, they rely on friends and families and, you know, HGTV um, <laughs> yeah. to teach them a lot about, you know, um, how to navigate and, and how to do it. So um, I found what I've done. I've worked with a fair amount of first-time home buyers. And over the years, I have kind of created a first-time home buyer's guide of my own. And I, I work with first-time home buyers in the sense of just educating um, them mm -hmm. about the process and what it takes and, and what it is to start. Because with anything you do in life, it's, it's half the battle is just being educated mm -hmm. about whatever step it is you're going to take, whatever decision it is you're going to make. And this, I found, is not just limited to first-time home buyers. It's uh, people who already own properties as well. It's just the education part of it. Okay, so how do I either, um, you know, now get an investment property or how do I use the equity that I've built in this home to get me one step closer to my dream home, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, once you uh, start that education part of it and you kind of have someone, um, even as the Keen group or someone like myself, who is involved just giving you the information you need to make those first steps, it really starts breaking the process down for you to a point where you can understand it and you start feeling a little bit less overwhelmed. And most times what I hear from people is, oh, you know, it, it's starting to make a lot more sense now. And it, it's actually maybe a little bit simpler than I thought it was. Mm. I heard you mention, Kemba, that there are a few things that you can begin to do to start the process. And you also mentioned that Stacy is one educating yourself, but what are some of the first steps you can take if you're thinking of even purchasing a home and you haven't yeah. bought one yet, or what are the kind of resources that you would want to reach to, to kind of educate yourself on? So what I'll, I'll start with a shameless plug. You can call us and we can give you a lot of information. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm very, very true. That's part of what we we would do right yeah, yeah but you know if if you're looking to do this on your own and you know any of the ladies can jump in but um a good place to start is is just sort of assessing yourself in in mm. where position you're in from a savings um what capital do you have access to um what what credit what your credit looks like mm -hmm. and you just you just do a self-assessment um where do you stand and then then you start to look at, okay, where do I need to go from here? And who can tell me where I need to go from here? So, you know, someone like a, a banker or a mortgage broker can mm -hmm. then sort of look at you and from you knowing where you stand, sharing that information with that, that, that professional, then they can sort of lead you to the next step in terms of, I can afford a million dollar mortgage. Wow. What? Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> you know, yeah, maybe first-time buyers don't get to hear that very often, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know until you ask, until you start doing that work. Absolutely. Right. So usually when I get asked that question, the very mm-hmm. first thing that I will tell the person to do is check their own credit score, mm-hmm. right? Because qualifying for a mortgage, it's going to come, come down to one, your credit. Credit is super important. And uh, sometimes people don't realize how important it is until they really need it. Mm-hmm. And it's not where they need it to be. Yeah. Right. So number <laughs> yeah. one step, check your credit score. Um, and and it, it gives you the opportunity. You want to do this in advance. Like sometimes I talk to people who um, are two years out from potentially buying their first property. Wow. And that's okay. That's okay. I always remind people it's never too early to start educating yourself on attaining the goal that you want. Even if it's not next year, it's a couple years from now, you start now so that you can be fully prepared when the time comes. So for example, you check your credit, something comes up there that needs to be cleared up. Um, a lot of times there are errors in a credit report that you need to address. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things um, that can kind of come up with checking that credit score. So that's usually uh, a really good first step is to, to check that credit, know where you stand yourself. And if improvements need to be made, you can start working on those. You know, you can get some advice on different things that you can do to gradually build your credit. Um, another thing is, is savings. Uh, Kemba touched on that. That's very important. You know, you have your minimum 5%. If it's, you know, under $500,000, kind of depends on what kind of property you're looking at buying. And another um, important part of that too is, is income, right? Because the three of those things kind of working together is what's going to get you on track to being able to purchase your first home. Um, and and some some things that I've also told uh, for my, especially my first time home buyers is is you know even thinking about a, a potential co-signer, mm-hmm. right? Just to to bump that income up just a little bit so that you can uh, qualify for, for a, a decent sized mortgage to get you into your first property. For so sure. those are some really good first steps. I love that you threw that in there, but I'm thinking for anyone who's listening, who's like, Oh, a cosigner, what does that mean? Does that mean that that person is liable? Is that person on the mortgage? Like, how does that work? Would you mind just briefly telling our listeners what that is? Absolutely. So a cosigner, um, yes, they would be liable because they are going to be on the mortgage with you. So obviously you're not going to go up to some random stranger or someone that you don't trust or doesn't trust you and ask them to be a co-signer. Most times it ends up being a family member, Mm -hmm. whether it's a parent, um, you know, a sister, a brother, a cousin, um, some sort of family member. And a lot of times too, um, sometimes I I know with my first time home buyers, They'll say, well, my parents are retired and they're no longer working. You know, are they able to still co-sign? And sometimes the answer is yes, because sometimes they own a property and mm-hmm. it's, it's full and paid out, yeah. right? So um, they, they can still help you in that regard. So um, most times it is a family member or someone that you trust and someone who's willing to help you. Yeah. If you kind of think about it, it's, it's co-signing for a loan. So it can be compared to if you were going to go get a car loan, mm-hmm. except, you know, five times the price, likely. <laughs> <laughs> Significantly more. <laughs> so I, I think those are great ideas too, Stacey. And I know one of the things that Kemba and I encourage people to do too, it's not everyone's going to be able to have um, the deposits 
um, or save um, because you're right, income does play a significant role. But there are programs out there that will also, outside of the first time um, home buyers 5% down up to 500, there are programs that are available through the government. Um, there are local um, programs within you know, each locale and people can also look to those programs, especially as a first time buyer and qualify. We've um, successfully helped um, uh, individuals look for those programs and qualify and one just recently closed and moved in uh, March, April, Kemba. Mm -hmm. And so there's those types of programs that are funded by the government that will help you with your down payment. There's also uh, your RRS fees, right? So if you're saving, mm -hmm. um, if you have in, you know, money accumulating at your work or through your retirement plans, those are also um, sources of um, down payment or deposits towards your purchase. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and people don't think of those things, but there are. You're right. You're mm -hmm. definitely right. I think a lot of my friends, there's, I think I can thinking of one in particular who is like feeling like the weight of this, like really wanting her own home um, and feeling like, yeah, like looking, you're right to the very typical sources and, and thinking that's the only way. But I love the fact that you said that, like, you know, there are other options and, you mm -hmm. know, she recently did see some like, oh, there's this like, you know, rent to own or this yeah. or that or at least. And there's like all these different things. She's like, I didn't know that that was an option. So she's like now like exploring those options further, but like, you don't know what you don't know. No. And so yeah. we try to encourage people to look at, um, and, you know, think outside the box and be willing to and be open to other strategies other than you being the principal um, individual responsible for coming up with that down payment. You can find joint venture. There's there's so many. I mean, I'm not I don't know that that's the conversation here, but there's just so many other ways to mm -hmm. fund um, a purchase uh, for real estate for mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. One thing I'd like to add too is that, you know, I find, especially with first timers, mm -hmm. um, you're going to get a no about something or you're going to get a bad, you know, credit report or you're going to get something that'll feel like, yeah. oh, like, you know, Stacey, you mentioned like, you know, you may start out and see that your credit isn't in great shape. Don't give up because um, you can start repairing credit in like two months. Like, mm. it doesn't take forever okay maybe if it's really bad it's <laughs> you know well, we've discovered that it can be really bad Kemba we've seen some people that were like what it's three four hundreds exist okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's fixable like Kemba yeah said, fixable and absolutely can, and that just goes back to the point that the earlier you look at it the earlier you start it puts you in the best position to move forward with your goals, right? So that if mm -hmm. something needs to be addressed, um, I've even had some of my first time home buyers connect with uh, a mortgage broker, you know, mm -hmm. just to see, you know, where you're at right now. Doesn't mean you're gonna go out and buy a house right now, right? Mm -hmm. um, talking to a mortgage broker, again, it can be so, um, it can be of such an advantage to you even if right now may not be the time because a mortgage broker, you know, they can help you look at your credit score. They can take a look at your credit file. They can give you advice on uh, small things that you can do to build your credit in a small amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, and they can also, you know, run your income. Um, obviously they do it day in and day out. They know what lenders are looking for and they can give you options, right? Maybe you're not the right fit for a certain lender, but maybe you're the perfect fit for a different lender. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Right. And for instance, there are A lenders, there are B lenders, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not a good fit for an A lender, but you can uh, do it with a B lender. Yes, you may um, have a higher interest rate, but what I found over the last years with interest rates being as low as they are, mm -hmm. if you go with a B lender, interest rates haven't been too bad. And it's just that difference of getting your foot in the door now versus waiting, you know, six months to a year where you may be priced out of a certain market, right? If yeah. you start off with a B lender, doesn't mean you always have to stay with a B lender and you're stuck with a B lender forever, True. right? It could be a temporary situation just to help you get your foot in the door. And then you can look at options for switching uh, lenders in the future. Definitely. That's, that's kind of like my story for my first house. Um, you know, I, Joe and I, we got hit with like a lot of information and we bought a pre-construction. So I felt like, you know, we had time, we had so much time. We're going to make so much money. And then so many things happened, but mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, my credit is not as good as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And I wanted it to be higher. And like, thank God we had a pre-construction. So we had like two years for oh, it that's to awesome. get better. And we were able to fix things. And we thought we weren't going to get the house, but then we, you know, exhausted all of our options. A broker was like, you can go to a B lender. And I didn't know that. I thought, you know, TD was saying, there's no way you'll ever be a homeowner. And I was oh, like, wow. that's it for me. There goes my house. I'm right. <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm toast. That's it. TD said it. But mm -hmm. you're right. There, there are so many options out there. We went to a B lender for the first house and it ended up working out perfectly because by the time we were able to close, our credit was fine. And, and then now we're here with our second home. And, mm. it, and it worked out with the A lender. So it just takes time and it takes research and you just can't give up and you got to you know, talk to people. Said, I think it's good just to get in and get mm -hmm. going. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Your first home is not always your dream home. No. And, you know, and uh, a, a lender isn't the only type of lender. You Very know, true. Yeah. Good. I've had many B lenders that have given me A lender rates. So wow. as an investor, sometimes it's a lot more challenging um, having multiple mortgages um, through lenders. And so it's okay to, uh, you can negotiate too. Yeah, <laughs> I've negotiated with B lenders to say, hey, well, you know, you're, I mean, not that they're not sufficient, they're good, but I've no negotiated my down payments so that I don't have to put out as much money and they're totally fine with that. So there are um, great benefits to exploring all your options and starting yeah. early. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think that you you're a prime example, Shan, of how you, you know, you just accepted that I, I like TD said no, but let me just keep looking elsewhere, mm -hmm. right? You can't lose your deposit or lose your no, I needed your that house. <laughs> We're getting in. <laughs> and you think about anything in life, you know, anything you're gonna do, someone's gonna tell you no along the way. Yeah. Doesn't mean you give up and you throw exactly. in the towel. And this is where it's so important to choose the right professionals, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. we're going to have the resources. We're going to have the connections. Um, you know, it, most times it's not our first rodeo. And you may think that your situation is so horrible. Your credit <laughs> is so bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times people are like, this is embarrassing. Like, I'm never, I don't even know why I think I'm trying to buy a house. Like, where am I going? <laughs> gonna buy a house and this yeah. is my situation 
And nine times out of 10, I've, I've told people like, I've seen worse. Like yeah. this is easy. You know, we, we can, we can work with this. Like you will get there. It may take time. It may take patience. Um, there's so many times that I uh, come across clients or I start working with clients who are at first, uh, they first reach out to me about renting, right? They, they contact mm -hmm. me. It's like, Hey, you know what? I need a place to rent. Um, and I work diligently with those clients. I find, um, and the complaint I should say that I've heard most of the time from these, these individuals is that realtors overlook them, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, realtors are in the game of buying and selling. Not every realtor is, uh, it helps, helps with leases, yeah. right? There are certain that do certain ones that do certain ones that don't most times, you know, realtors who've been in the game 20, 25 years they're done with leases. They mm -hmm. feel like their time for leases is over. They really only do it for their investor clients or like uh, referrals, um, things like that. But I do work diligently with these ones to get them on the road to one day owning a property. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times um, I found that their situation is they're renting and they've been renting for a long time. And they just feel like, renting is what it is for me. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to own a property. I'm going to rent for the rest of my life. And it, it, it's a cycle, right? Because mm -hmm. it's once, once you get into the renting game, sometimes it's hard to get out, right? Mm -hmm. Especially as rent prices continue to rise. I mean, they're, they're pretty crazy as to where they're at right now in Durham region, I should say. Yeah. Um, so, so I do help these ones, um, you know, come up with a plan to say, okay, yes, you're renting now, but this doesn't have to be your situation forever. Mm -hmm. These are the steps that you're going to need to take. This is what you're going to need to do. And um, I actually just a couple months ago, I had uh, one of my clients close their first home that they purchased. I did work with them back in 2017. I helped them lease a space. And wow. from 2017 until now, We've been working on things, you know, they've been working on credit, they've been working on saving, check in with them all the time, you know, and they knew that I was available um, anytime they had questions along the way. And uh, towards the end of 2020, they did contact me and they said, you know what, we think we're ready. Mm -hmm. And uh, they closed on their place just this this year, what their first oh, place. So it was really, really nice. Yeah, That's and it's awesome. such a rewarding, it's a rewarding feeling it too. Is. You know, one of the biggest reasons that I know I do it, um, I genuinely love um, those types of situations. I love being able to educate people, help them move forward because not everybody has um, family members or friends who are well versed yeah. and can give them the proper guidance. So, you know, it's nice when you can help somebody and then they can in turn go ahead and, and help their family and their friends and educate mm -hmm. them based on on what we've done together. So that's that's always a rewarding feeling. Yeah, I think it's great as a, a people and a, a group um, of, you know, people from Caribbean and of the Caribbean descent and African Canadians, I think it's important for us to keep educating each other so that, um, and women, you know, so that we can um, be like some of those other strong communities that band together yeah. and stick yes. together to try and help yes. each other. Because we just don't come with that education and that experience. And I mean, I come from family that didn't own and have. Wow. So, you know, it's very important for us to help educating it. Because like you said, Stacey, you help one and they'll help another. And exactly. so just like, it's important. Mm -hmm. It's so nice yeah. to hear that story. Yeah. 
I love uh, sharing those those happy situations because it, it then it also gives other people hope that you know yeah. someone else has done it and you can do it too. Yes, right? I agree. I've uh, even with our own. I'm sure Kemba, you've done it over the years. Over the years, I've had um, tenants. Um, I meet them and I'm like, but you've got such great income. You know, you must have some savings. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember one couple um, in Brampton uh, condo. They rented it, and I said, you know what? You have to work with us or work with someone to get your own. I mean, start here. I'm happy to rent my place to you. But you know, they were of Jamaican descent, and I I heard I encouraged them. And you know, within a year or so, he purchased his own. He still like yourself, Chan. He bought a brand new build, so he had some time to work towards nice, it. Nice. And yeah. he had already some savings, and it was so nice to watch him. Um, he was like a Brampton Transit um, uh, driver and making great income. Mm-hmm. His partner, and so he bought, and you know, like I think even in the time that he stayed with me renting his property had appreciated so much. And he was like, oh my gosh, Andrea, I'm just so elated. Like he was just so excited. And that property now would be probably close to, like, I think he bought it at like 400 and it's probably like worth 900,000 now in Brampton. It's a semi-detached home. (laughs) (laughs) And that is, I think um, in the last six years. Wow. Yeah, six, seven years. I think he left me around 2014, 2015. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Talk and I've seen him since and he's touched base with me a couple times. And it's just so nice to see that he had such a successful experience. He and his girlfriend were, you know, kind of starting out and it was so nice. They had a small child during the time that they were with, um, with me as tenants and uh, yeah, they're doing like, it's amazing to see that he just listened. Cause he knew he could, he just mm-hmm. didn't know how. And right. um, we, you know, I buddied him up. I wasn't doing what I was doing in the same depth here, but I was like, you can't stay a tenant forever. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Even mine, you know, like, I don't want you to be a tenant. That's so selfless of you. Cause I feel like a lot of tenant, like a lot of like landlords would be like, oh my gosh, I want to capitalize and cash in for as long as I can. But to be yeah. able to, to say that is so huge. And I think is is super cool. That place would rent. And you know, it's true. I agree. Maybe that's the case, but I feel like in general, I've always been blessed to sort of always be able to find good tenants, you know, leading a good life and being good to people, I think is more important than, you know, my, my thinking, oh, well, what if they leave and I won't have, Mm -hmm. I can find another tenant. Um, and you know, I, I did find other tenants after, and I mean, it was just so many times over. I don't think all tenants want to listen. Some want to be permanent tenants, Yeah. but you can see when there is opportunity, when they're already like, I didn't know his credit, but I knew he had good income because they brought that to the table. Right. And, um, and he had, um, been doing it for several years as a a driver for the city of Brampton. So, so, when you mentioned that story, one of the other things that, you know, people starting out should remember, you know, you have great income, your credit is pretty good or can be improved, whatever situation, if you're considering, or you, you have aspirations to own, really put that at the forefront of your mind. I had a tenant who, you know, came to us, he made a hundred grand. He was, you know, very well situated to, Mm -hmm. to buy a home, but then he owns a Cadillac and he, you know, has, uh, um, you know, all sorts of toys and, you know, just vacation. My husband. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds familiar. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just a matter of choices, right? Sometimes yes. Yeah. What to buy a house, but if you want to go on a cruise every year, and you want, um, it it's just you have to weigh out 
how much does buying a house va- is value to me? Like, where do I prioritize mm-hmm. that? And don't say you can't buy a house. Say you you would rather do this or you'd rather yes. do that, that sort of thing. You have to really, you know, yes. that analysis for yourself. That's good too, Kemba. That reminds me too. Another thing that, uh, you know, when somebody comes to me and says, okay, I want to buy my first property, you know, what do I need to do? One of the first things I will always tell them is reduce your monthly expenses Mm. because it plays such a key role in you being able to qualify for a mortgage. Because when a lender looks at you, you know, you can make a hundred thousand dollars annually, but what they're going to look at is how much can you afford monthly True. based on your um, existing financial monthly commitments, mm-hmm. right? So um, a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll come across first time home buyers and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm looking to buy a car and I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> so unless you're going to buy that car full out. Yeah. Don't finance it, don't lease it because it's just going to hurt you Mm. in terms of what you're going to qualify for. You'll find that before that monthly car payment and after that monthly car car payment, it um, affects your pre-approval amount significantly. So usually I'll Mm. tell people, hang in there if you can, hang in there. And as soon as, not when you sign the agreement of purchase and sale because it's not not, that doesn't mean it's done you may feel like it's done and you've made it yes but that does not mean it's done as soon as your closing date passes if your closing date is june 1st june 2nd go crazy go buy (laughs) your car because guess what to um you know um the car loan um the the bank that's going to give you your car loan you having a mortgage is great. It yeah. shows that you're financially responsible. They're going to want to give you that car loan yeah. versus you go to qualify for a mortgage and they see the car loan. They're like, oh no, you can't afford this. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you know, you've got too many financial commitments. We're only going to mm-hmm. lend you X amount. Yeah. Some right? people can't really think that way, but you know, you know what my first car was? <laughs> it was a thousand dollar Malibu. It, it didn't look like, you know, anything. It was burgundy too. It wasn't even like a nice color. It was just burgundy. So like, you have to think of what's the, you know, what's the end goal and you need a car. Don't, don't not get a car. Cause it'll help you earn the income you need, but don't, mm-hmm. don't get committed to payments that will hinder you in owning. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And with Priorities. my money, all I say is, let's buy the house, get some equity, and then we buy the toys. Yeah. Because uh, he doesn't want to wait. Yeah. <laughs> he wants the toys. <laughs> but I ask. Always. Him, we diligently wait to get the toys. <laughs> and let's see, funny. like that property will pay for some of those toys, right? Absolutely. Like Kemba says, yeah. sacrifice and have the $1,000 Malibu. Um, and then, you know, once you've got your investment property or your income um you know all tended to like because i like i think any kind of purchase will hinder you during the time that you're qualifying and trying to close the property but right. after go crazy go wild right stacy yeah, exactly. <laughs> that also includes you know credit cards yeah. you know um you may not think that it will affect um your overall pre-approval but it will yeah. especially department store credit cards right so when you think about Mm -hmm. it in terms of debt you want to lower your overall debt especially your monthly debt um when it comes time to to buying 
your home or when you're starting to seriously look at being able to qualify for a home, the less debt you have, the better you will you will be. Yeah, like even closing some of them out um, if you don't need them or don't use mm-hmm. them because they are seen as opportunity for you to use, even if they are zero balance, but you've got 20 of them. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh Lord. I've seen it. Um, well, because we see tenants a lot, right? Yeah. And we, yeah. We look at their profiles a lot. And you're, I'm like, I even think, why would I take you on as a tenant? You're making like 2000 a month my rent is like 1300 and you've got a bag load of debt and credit, yeah. you know, so who's going to get paid me or the debtors, you know, like I just, you know, like, mm. and I don't think it's fair to accept that um, for myself as an owner to take on a tenant or give another owner a tenant like that. That's fair. Yeah. I think I have a quick question about what you just touched on. Cause you said buy the toys later. So I think when I hear that, I think about like the kind of creative things that you can do with real estate. Um, And I know that like, you know, everyone wants to get in, like people, a lot of people want to get into real estate, not necessarily because of the investment, just because they feel like, you know, renting is kind of like throwing their money to the wind. Um, And I, you know, I think we can, there's, there's lots of space to debate whether that's true or not true. But I think um, when I think about real estate and what it, what it gives you the capacity to do, I think about generational wealth and I do think about helping others. And I say that because I think about, you know, my husband's grandmother who was able to like front some money off of her mortgage to help us with, I'm not off of her mortgage, sorry, off of her equity to help us with our down payment. And I Absolutely. think to myself, like, wow, like, that's amazing. Like, to be able to do that kind of thing, right? So, um, you know, tell us very quickly. I mean, I know that we're, time is, time is scarce, running away from us. Um, <laughs> but I would love to know from, you know, each of you, like, you know, what kinds of creative things can you really do with home ownership? Why would it be useful? Because I know it's not just about, like, not throwing your money to the wind. There's, there's more to it than that, for sure. Absolutely. Just, I I don't know, Stacey, I'm sure you can attest to this. Um, You know, Kemba and I just did the 10 year challenge. Like there was an article or something in the newspaper about the 10 year challenge in Toronto, just showing, you know, what Uh the value of homes, like just buying a home, you know, back in uh, 2011 and holding on to it till 2021. And if that house, I, I, we looked at two properties in our portfolio, Kemba, at the time, one was worth 400 or or somewhere around there and the other five. And now they're both like a million dollars plus, right? That's 10 years. I did nothing um, in those, like in terms of, I did lots of things. I managed them, took care of them, Mm -hmm. had them rented, but I I didn't change um, a lot of fixtures or features over time on those properties. And they just like grew substantially. And so building wealth to me through um, real estate is um, with, like in each of those properties, I probably put down less than 30,000 um, when I bought them. I didn't buy them in 2011. Them before. So I didn't do anything. And wow. all that money just like grew over time. Wow. And it's beyond, you know, like it's leveraging in, um, in its simplest form, but just uh, like, to me, that's what they were together. They're worth over $2 million, those two properties. And I, it's phenomenal for me that's stuff that's passing on to naturally to my children and it's going to fund my husband and I's retirement amen absolutely and it funds his toys he's got two uh, very <laughs> toys. expensive BMWs that he owns because he's a BMW technician wow <laughs> and, exactly. and he loves toys <laughs> oh. 
So similar, similar, like for ourselves, you know, I want to say about nine years ago, we did purchase a property. It's like $300,000 in Whitby. At the time, again, you put the minimum 5% down. So I think that was like $15,000. Oh my gosh. That we put down <laughs> oh my on gosh. the property, right? Um, we'll fast forward to um, now. We've, uh, we've been able to take equity. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. the house now is worth over a million dollars. But we did take equity out of the home. Um, we built a basement apartment which now in 2021, a two bedroom basement apartment is yielding us $1,800 a month in rent, right? Mm-hmm. So really, if you uh, use your real estate, um, your home, a, a lot of times what I try to do, if at all possible, if it's in the client's control and they can do it based on what their next move is, mm-hmm. um, hold on to your properties. If you yeah. bought them, you know, five, six, seven years ago, anytime you have to move, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to sell the property, sure. right? Mm-hmm. You want to look, and this is where it's important. Um, I ask a crazy question. Sometimes when I meet buyers for the first time and they at first, they probably think I'm insane um, because here they are. They just met me and I'm asking you about your five-year goals, your 10-year <laughs> goals. And it, sometimes it can get really uncomfortable for couples who, you know, uh, are just dating. They're not married. I'm like, okay, guys, what's your five-year goal? What's yeah. your 10-year goal? Are you having kids? What's happening? <laughs> Is this mom? Mom, wait. <laughs> you know, yeah. But it's so important. It's so important for me as a professional to know that information when we're starting, even if your plans change, right? Mm-hmm. It's important to kind of know, okay, where are you at in your life right now? What are your long-term goals? What are your short-term goals? Um, because that's going to help me help you make the best decision when it comes to buying your first property, your second property, if you're onto your third property, mm-hmm. um, the more information I have, I can think of different things that maybe you may not even be considering, right? Mm-hmm. But I can put those options on the table to let you know, you know, this is an option. So going back to, you know, that property that we had bought for 300000 obviously over an eight, nine year period, we substantially paid that mortgage down. And, um, you know, the rent that we're getting there on top of the equity we were able to pull out of the home, we were able to purchase another property. Mm-hmm. And, and now that original property is, uh, you know, we're renting out uh, the main floor and the basement, and we're making about $2,500 of income wow. a month just so from cash flow. You mean cash after flow. expenses? Cash flow mm-hmm. after expenses of about $2,500 just Ooh. on that property. Awesome. So imagine you use that, you put it towards another property, you know, it's it, that cash flow is almost in itself paying for two of our properties. Yeah. And it's on an just income, that one. Stacey, in some people's household, right? It's exactly. That's a salary, right? Exactly. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and that goes back to, you know, what Andrea and Kemba were saying it's start now because, wow, you know, over the years, yes, real estate has been a bit of a roller coaster. Um, You know, if you look at the 2017 market, which is very comparable to the market that we're in now. And, you know, I know in everybody says in 2018, the market dropped, right? Which from, you know, um, a certain point of view, it would seem that way. It would seem, you know, in, you know, between January to April 2017, properties were selling for crazy amounts over asking, similarly to what we're seeing now. 
And then they introduced the stress test and the new qualifications mm-hmm. and things just went completely quiet, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the part where people say, you know, the real estate market dropped. But when you look at it from um, a different perspective, it's not necessarily that it dropped. It's just that prices started to normalize. Yes. You know, we were seeing abnormal prices, you know, in early 2017, even even late 2016, abnormal prices. So when they put those measures in place, we really did see the market start to normalize and come back to um, sane prices, we can call them, right? (laughs) Um, So if you look at the statistics year over year, real estate has still increased, right? Mm -hmm. We've never seen real estate decrease in value, even with these uh, roller coasters in the market that we've been seeing. So the point that I'm trying to make is you start now and your your investment, it, it will build. It will build in equity over time. Obviously, the longer you keep it, the better. And um, and that's sometimes where we talk about what your goals are. You know, are you looking to be an investor who holds on to properties long term? Or are you more looking at short term? You know, you want to buy something pre-construction or you want to buy something a little bit newer. You want it to build equity a little bit faster. Um, so, so that's where talking about those goals is very important because it can really help me help you make the best decision when it comes to purchasing the most expensive thing you're probably going to buy in your entire life. Yep. Okay. <laughs> what sure. about you, Kemba? No, all really, really good stuff. Really good advice. <laughs> eh? uh, you know, I keep thinking about those people who are starting out and, you know, some of the, the creative things that I've done is especially starting out is you don't have to buy on your own you don't have to buy a big mansion and live in it on your own because you know that's where you need to start you can start and buy with family Mm. and um, you guys can rent parts of it you can share parts of it as much as possible a lot of the time you know sharing living space is easier when you're younger you know you don't have as many responsibilities so that stuff is kind of left to the the younger folks but you know that's where you start you know if you have to live in a room and share a bathroom and stuff like that do that for the first five years from the time you're 22 to 27 true you built you built some equity there that's that's a way to get started and then you know you go off you get married you do next one next one next one however you want to do it but Mm -hmm. um, I think you can dream big but start small and mm. okay to do that it's really okay to do that um, it doesn't have to be flashy it can be what you can afford and and go from there so I think that's one of the things that when we're building generational wealth it doesn't always start big it starts um, so that's tiny <laughs> that's, sure, that's my thought and and I think that if if we can get over the flashiness and the Cadillacs and stuff like that it'll it'll yeah. come right it'll come down the road you know yeah, my yeah. dream home was a town home attached on both sides no driveway no garage <laughs> you know it was affordable and um and I loved it and I thought it was the best thing ever uh, starting out as I started out as a single mom and so that was you know like that was ha- happiness to me at that at that time in my amen time. And going back to your question, I did think of one other thing, um, one other creative use for your real estate. Um, I've personally seen 
Um, even in, in situations where someone owns a property and, you know, a few years goes by, five, six years goes by, and something happens in their lives um, that turns their lives upside down and they're in an emergency situation, you can always go back to your real estate investment. And if you need money for something, whether it's something in regards to your health or um, some other emergency that's going on in your life, I've actually had clients who've been able to go and pull some equity out of their home to help them with whatever crucial situation it is that either themselves or a parent, a sibling, mm -hmm. a family member is dealing with. So that's another advantage to owning real estate. And I've even seen it, you know, maybe when you uh, first purchased your home, your the interest rates are hovering around, you know, 2.8, 2.9, even 3%. And maybe that's what you log, you locked into, right? Mm -hmm. You know, come to a time where you need to pull equity out of the home, you may naturally think, oh, no, but I'm taking money out, my monthly payments are going to substantially increase, you know, uh, I'm not going to be able to afford it. But um, sometimes what can happen is at the time that you're looking to pull that equity out, the interest rates could have gone down. So a situation as to where we're at right now, where, you know, we've seen astronomically low interest rates. Yeah. So pulling yeah. that equity out may not cost you as much as you were thinking it was going to cost you monthly. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's it all, Stacey. You can yeah. end up being at a low. I've, I've done when yeah. you go down, you end up having um, more cash flow or more income. Exactly. But sometimes people will find that depending on the amount of equity they're pulling out, they're actually paying less now um, with breaking that mortgage and, and, you know, starting whether you're going with a variable or whatever it is. You're in some people, you're right, Andrew, they found that their, their monthly payments have gone down. They're like, what? Yeah, because that's what I was just recently doing myself with a, a rental property um, as I refi did my refi I was going to take out like an extra hundred thousand and I was actually still going down in prints and payments so because the rates are lower now yeah. but you know Stacey to piggyback on that when you say it I think of my kids I have three beautiful girls love them mm -hmm. and I think they will never be able to own in this kind of market but oh. I can pull from my properties to ensure that they own or that builds, you know, like I can help them get started. Yeah. I don't think that it's possible for them to do it any other way. Honestly, you have hit the nail on the head because David um, and I, we talk about that all the time with our kids and just going back to that generational wealth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it really starts with us as their parents, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to set them up, you know, um, with, with a few of our income properties that we have, that's absolutely one of the options that we have on the table. You know, eventually if our, our children want to take over the house, they can have a tenant in the basement, they can live upstairs, they, they can sell the property. There's so many options that would mm -hmm. be available for them. Um, and even, I, I want to see more people of color, more black women, more black families, mm -hmm. more Caribbean descent people do that exactly. as well. And so that mm -hmm. I want to see that happen for them because some of them don't believe it can and it can and it can. You know, that's, oh, it can. You know, we want to see that. even with my 14 year old daughter you know we have you know talked about so many things we have tried our best to educate her um not only on um things she's going to need to know for her future but even with mistakes that we've made True. you know because none of us are perfect we've all started somewhere you know yeah. so even on mistakes <laughs> that we've made along the way it's like hey trust mom and dad don't do this do this and you know as a 14 year old she's already talking about saving for her first down payment 
Oh you know, my it's gosh. already it's already top of the mind for her. Oh. She said, you know what, mom? I'm going to save for my first down payment. I want to buy a pre-construction condo as soon as I turn 18. Girl, yeah, that we know. That Make sure goal. that they are Come empowered through. and knowledgeable, unlike we were at their not age. Me. Exactly. <laughs> that was not my aspiration at 14. I'll tell you that. Exactly. No, exactly. No, that's not most people. Yeah, yeah I, I think remember- it was more along the lines of, having a boyfriend or yeah, I want to supersize. I was trying to yeah. super McDonald's. Like these are yeah. the goals. <laughs> and you know what? Her goal is so real, right? Because I, we were somewhere, we were out shopping and she was going to buy something and then she decided not to. And I'm like, Oh, how come you're not going to get it? She's like, mom, I'm trying to save $20,000. Wow. Like, how am I going to make my first wow. down payment? If I spend my money, I don't need this. And that was like such a proud mom moment for me. Yeah. Honestly, I think I like shed a few tears. You've done your job, mom. I don't know. Oh my gosh. You the bomb mom, girl. You. (laughs) That's crazy. That was only me like three hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) Even as a homeowner, I'm still like, "Mm, I don't want it. Like, like, wow. Stacey's daughter is light years ahead. That is fabulous. I love that. that's what we're working for that's what we do as well as we learn it and you know begin to do it ourselves and teach other um women and men and families we want our children to get it too we don't want to be lost in all of this or else you know what schools aren't doing it i was a former school teacher they're not teaching them i'm a current school teacher they're not doing it yeah no (laughs) know how many times i have said that they need to start a class on credit Uh just even in itself financial literacy um, credit, learning how, because I find that so many kids, they learn at such a late age mm-hmm. about credit and how yeah. important it is and how much you actually do need it. So when they mail you that credit card in the mail, you best to send it right back. Mm-hmm. Or when if, you go to college or university and you have that pamphlet and you can check off all 40. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was me. It's like, for the free yeah. pen, for the free pen and the free sweater. <laughs> we'll do anything for a pen. Anything for a pen and a mug. Yeah. anything and you like know what walk into that building with some no we want one more yeah exactly and you know what for me it's like what's the point of having all of this knowledge and working so hard to um, build a career and learn all of this information if you are not going to share it yeah what is the point like, what a waste what a waste if you're not going to share it with your clients with your children with your parents even in, in my situation yeah. you know sharing it with my parents you know different things um that they didn't know and different avenues that they didn't know were open to them um mm-hmm. that's that's what it is that's what it's about for me being mm-hmm. able to pay it forward and not just grow myself but help other people along the way because that's the true satisfaction amen yes amen. i agree and we're not passing on you know like if you've acquired the wealth during your lifetime you want it to be able to continue on in your children's lifetime and mm-hmm. on and on that's the generational wealth but knowledge needs to go with it and they need yes. to carry and be able to understand like, I mean, at 14 years old, it's phenomenal that she's getting yeah. it. But um, hey, before they even hit their adult years, we want to help, you know, um, help 
them make better decisions. Even they're working, right? And they're spending, mm-hmm. help them understand to save and set aside. I mean, she's got it, Stacey. You're 14 years old. You're done. But let her go. Let her out into the world. Why are you still keeping yeah. her? <laughs> She probably can start educating those others in high school because I mean, she's she's ready. What, like nine, grade ten, she can exactly. Help ready. And you know, yeah, you know, it's it's hard work being a parent. Yes. I know all yeah. of you ladies can attest to that. Yeah. It's hard work. It's real hard work. But you know, we're all out here trying to do the best we can with what we have. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that that's really what it's about. And even aside from my own daughter, you know, I've had younger clients you know, actually in their young 20s, like early 20s, maybe even 20 itself, um, who I have helped, you know, they still live at home with their parents, Mm -hmm. um, but they have a great job. And, you know, they've been able to save some money. And they've come to me and they've said, you know what, I have this money saved. And I know if I just keep it in my bank account, like, what is it doing for Mm -hmm. me, you know, Um, and, and they've come to me and they said, you know, is it possible that I can buy a property? And I've said, absolutely. I have helped Precious. so many, especially young females, mm-hmm. purchase properties. They still live at home with their mom and dad. They purchase the properties and they become landlords. Impressive. And we, that's nice one of the young things that at age. Teen, we truly believe you don't have to leave home to own. No. Many of them that we talk to, they say, I'm happy at home. It's working. Exactly. And it's free. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. And, you know, just uh, <laughs> Hence it, their savings of, you know, amassed um, quite a bit to buy yeah. a property, right? Yeah. And just in 2020, you know, one of those females that I helped, you know, she had this investment condo that we had purchased just a year before really a year or two years before something along those lines and you know she was finally ready to move out on her own and buy her first property with her partner and you know she had over a hundred thousand dollars in equity that she had built and she was able to take this now and use it towards her next property so amazing come on smart girl yeah 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 very smart wow (laughs) so i know we are supposed to be wrapping up but i have one more question that a follower asked us to ask you guys so i don't want to leave this question out so lay and i are from durham and (laughs) some crazy things are happening here crazy um but um they wanted to know as a homeowner is it a good idea to sell their home and rent and wait for the market to cool down in order for them to buy another property mm. that can fit their lifestyle. Is that a good idea? I, I, I don't <laughs> know if they're trying to downsize, but I don't see the property values dropping or um, going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would never encourage, like Stacy, I believe you would agree, we wouldn't encourage Absolutely. them to sell. Yeah. Um, and pull out. I mean, if you want to rent it out and mm-hmm. get more income from it, then you know you might go and pay rent because rents are down right now and rents are a little <laughs> less than um, they normally are. Mm-hmm. But and I've seen that we've got a current mm-hmm. client this week, Kemba. Right, they're moving out of their condo. We're renting it out for them, and they're moving into another condo. They're getting more space for less money. Wow! <laughs> wow! So that makes sense but I would not encourage, I don't believe the cooling off will mean dropping the cooling right. off will mean, um, you know, COVID hopefully 
allows us to start rebuilding our lives and our economies and so forth. But yeah. I mm-hmm. don't think it will uh, create the prices, um, the drop that people are, are thinking might occur. Because mm. even in 2018, Stacey, I don't agree. My house was still worth more in 2018 than 2017. It Absolutely. just wasn't. If I was to sell it in 2018, I may not have got that 150, 200,000 exactly. over asking. True, 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 true. Exactly. I, I also think that as an owner, um, there's a certain sense of control that you have over your decisions, your life, where you, you know, how you live, how, how hot, cold, you know, who's coming in, who's going out. And when you leave that sort of um, control and you go into a renting situation, it's, it's not as ideal. It's an adjustment for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you really, I think, playing a little bit of Russian roulette with the market where you're sort of saying, I will find the property that suits me perfectly at my price when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I think that drop will happen. And what we've seen is the inventory doesn't match to push up the the, the prices. You know, the houses aren't get, getting built fast enough. What did I just hear? Um, uh, from Hong Kong, there's like, you know, $30 billion that's been transferred over to Canada in the last year or two. And the likelihood is that the where the money goes, the people will follow. So once you know we get back to more normal times, there will be more people looking to live in Canada. And you sell your house. Do you think it'll be easier to buy another house in a year or two? Like it's yeah. just they're not not at less, right? Not at less. less. So it's, I mean, it's, if they're downsizing, Stacey, I don't know. What do you think? I would say if they're downsizing to maybe like a condo where the condo prices are a little bit more softer right now and there's a lot more inventory, that might make sense um, if they're selling to capitalize on maybe getting that capital to invest in the condo market and retire maybe and use some of it to live on. But absolutely not. Hold on to that property. Uh, yeah. If uh, someone came to me and said they were going to sell their property, and of course, every situation is different. Yes. You know, you need to get the information to, to figure out exactly what their end game is and what they're trying to do. But generally speaking, I mean, here in the GTA, if someone came and told me they're going to sell their house and they want to rent um, and they're holding out because they're trying to buy this house and they believe, you know, in six months, it's 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 going to be attainable for them. I think the first question I would ask them is what kind of property are you trying to rent? Right. Because here in Dura townhouses are renting for between 2,500 to $3,000 a month. Currently detached four bedroom homes, just the main level, you know, we're seeing hovering between 3,400 to $3,600 a month right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Basement apartments, $1,500 $1,500 and up if you want something decent, right? So it really depends on, okay, well, what, what if you were going to rent, what are you going to rent? Are you comfortable being in a, a bachelor basement apartment? You know, um, is that going to work for you? Well, it's like, no, I have three kids. Well, for you to be <laughs> able to rent something to, yeah. for, for you and your three kids to live comfortably for a potentially undisclosed amount of time, you're going to need to spend around $3,000 a month or more. And that's just rent. Yeah. That's not even yeah. including your utilities. Yeah. yeah. Right. So when you think about it in terms of that, it, it absolutely does not make any sense. The only way that that could work is if you were going to live with a family member, right? Mm-hmm. Where maybe you're just giving them some money monthly for utilities. Um, but it, 
outside of that, if you were going and having to pay market rent to try to wait the market out, I think that you would really, really regret your decision because that money that you made on your property is going to disappear very fast Wow! in monthly rent and utilities. And then it would have defeated the whole purpose. And then you may find that you don't even qualify anymore <laughs> for a house similar to the one you sold. Yeah. You could be in a worse situation. Uh-huh. True. Very true. I've heard right. that many times. Like, and I think I'm seeing some of that even yeah. in, in newsprints. I'm seeing some of the stories, mm-hmm. whether it be here locally or, you know, Windsor. I've read a, quite a few stories about people selling, hoping to, um, you know, gain take the gains that they're seeing in the yep. market and, you know, having been approved for um, a dollar figure, but now they themselves are buyers and not sellers. And so yeah. they're into multiple offers. They can't seem to buy within the provable range that they've mm-hmm. um, got and the down payment size that they have. So they've actually put themselves into a really bad situation. So. Absolutely. And if even if you look at just what's happening right now, right? Let, let's say you were someone who did this. Let's say you did it six months ago and you sold your property and you've been renting now, um, hoping that, you know, your perfect property comes up and it's the market is going to slow down a little bit. Well, look now, you know, they just announced yesterday the changes to the stress test. And now it's affecting people who are going to be purchasing after June 1st, right? Mm -hmm. Um, With the increase from the benchmark rate from 4.79 to 5.25, you're looking at a drop of about 5% in the amount that you're pre-approved for. Mm-hmm. Right. So and that's affecting the the homeowner that already owned. It's not so much mm-hmm. the first time buyer yeah. as the person who's sold and has sat, decided to sit out and wait it out. They're exactly. going to be the ones that are going to be affected by these exactly. changes. Yeah. It's also advisable to trade up like with what you have than just let it go and wait and hope for the best in the Don't market. Don't leave the market. Yeah, yeah, don't leave the money. Don't leave. It no. almost got me, guys. I was tempted. <laughs> yeah. We'll just try to capitalize on doing that HELOC or that refi and taking the money and mm-hmm. you know. You oh, can- I did. I did yeah. the refi. I got a much better interest rate, so my payments are even lower. So I'm laughing. That was amazing, yeah. guys. Um, yeah, I think we've we've reached our limit, <laughs> unfortunately, because I want to <laughs> talk about this some more. But yeah. Um, the information that you guys have given us has been so helpful, especially to the listeners that are want to be first-time home buyers mm-hmm. and don't know where to start. So this has been so helpful, so resourceful, and uh, very encouraging to our listeners. And I would love for you guys to just let them know where they can find you guys if they have more questions mm-hmm. or want to consult with you guys. So just leave us your information and let them know. So our website is www.keengroup.ca. And um, that's one way when you get on our website, we have an opportunity to book a discovery call with us and a one-on-one yeah. session free. So take advantage of that. We would love to talk with you and offer some advice that is specific to your needs. Absolutely. And uh, I am on, uh, this is Stacy speaking. I am on Instagram (laughs) and Facebook. You can find me at Stacy Eno, S-T-A-C-Y-E-N-O dot real estate. 
that's my name on Instagram and Facebook. You can always drop me a DM. Um, alternatively, you can go to my website, www.soldbystacy.ca. And there's a play on words there. It's S-O-L-D-B-U-Y. Mm. Oh, easy. cool. Okay. <laughs> Soldbystacy.ca. <laughs> And you can always send me an email and also um, on my Instagram and Facebook and even on my website, you will see my direct phone number. Uh You can also access me by text. Shoot me a text and we can set something up. As of uh, the past year, I've even been doing, um, if you're a first time home buyer or even looking to sell a property, I've also been chatting with people via Zoom. So that's been that's been really nice to be able to meet people virtually and um, and start that process. As I mentioned, I do have a first time home buyer's guide that I will give to you. And we sit down and we have a half an hour chat just to answer some of your uh, most important questions. And that of course is at no cost and no obligation to you. So fantastic resource, reach out to me. I mean, I can't imagine that we won't um, you know, have you all back at some other stage to ask more questions. I feel like real estate could be like a I hope so. long <laughs> discussion because there's just so much to know. And I, I'm so I'm so grateful. I know our community of moms are so happy. Um, mm-hmm. And if you really are happy, prove it. Go to Apple TV <laughs> or not Apple TV, rather go to Apple Podcasts and uh, rate this episode. Please rate it, rate it and let us know what you thought. Um, give us your feedback. Uh, you can also reach out to us um, on Instagram, sending us DMs. You can send us your bomb mom noms there. You can hit us up at whilethenap.ca. Hit the contact us option, and then you can like shoot us a, a message, and we can get back to you that way. Um, please make sure you're following us everywhere. We are everywhere. We are on everywhere. YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Pinterest. We're on Clubhouse. <laughs> We're on TikTok. <laughs> <Let's> TikTok. <laughs> Like there's literally nowhere. We are everywhere except for on your like on your front porch. But like <laughs> well, we're everywhere else. So there's no reason not to follow us and see us and see what our crazy families are up to and our children because they drive us crazy. Um, but yeah, please just continue to show us love and, and let us know what you think of the episode and mm-hmm. other things that you want to see. And um, we will do our best to oblige. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, friends, nap time is over and we will see you all on our next episode. Bye. Bye, friends. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.